Angel Heart Radio programs should not be used to replace your legal or medical advice, nor your own sound judgment. Welcome to Angel Heart Radio, where we inspire you to remember your magnificence. Join the conversation on our live streams. Head on over to Angel Heart Radio on Facebook. And there's even more for you on angellight777.com. Hello everyone and welcome to Angel Heart Radio. I'm Annette McCoy and with me today, as usual at this time of the month, is Marnie Pona, our kinesiologist. Marnie is also an author and speaker and generally beautiful, beautiful human. So if this is the first time you've joined us, welcome, welcome, welcome. And if you're a regular, Thank you for taking the time, well, to all of you, thank you for taking the time to come and join us today. If you are watching anywhere else but via Angel Heart Radio Facebook page and you would like to make comments or ask questions, then please go over to Angel Heart Radio Facebook page. I'd also like to remind you all that these shows should never replace your legal, medical, nor professional advice, nor your own sound judgment. With all of that, our topic today is called grief and loss. And I'd like, Marnie, as I welcome you, to say we think of losing loved ones or pets as the main reason for grief or loss. But there are lots and lots of other things that we can, situations that cause us grief, but maybe we don't realise the impact that they have on us. Yes. Thanks, Annette. And, and hello to everyone. Um, welcome from my new home. So yes. that's one of the, the reasons we, we looked at this topic was uh, the loss or the release, might be the release is a better word for this particular one, is the release of our family home of 33 years. So, and that catches up on you. It, it sneaks up behind you and just grabs you on a particular day. And you go, oh, my God, what am I doing? <laughs> am I doing the right <laughs> thing? So that's when you, you start uh, self-doubting yourself. You know, am, am I making the right decision? What if we don't like where we're going? You know, all the what ifs come out to play. But um, in the end, you've got to trust and and go with it and and buy like we had to buy something before we could pay for it so there was always that bit of anxiety as well about you know what if the first sale falls through and then the second sale will fall through and then what are we going to do so Mm -hmm. yeah but it was a big loss in so much as you you had before we even put on the market I had to come to grips with the fact that it's a development block so our family home will actually be bulldozed so that for mm-hmm. me was was huge, was, oh, my God, I can't let this happen. And mm-hmm. then about when we first started thinking about that, it was around the, the time of the fires down in um, on the east coast of Australia. There was fires everywhere. Yeah. And people were losing their homes, their businesses, their offices, everything, cars and people through the fires. And they never got the opportunity to choose. And I think that was the turning point for me was we choo- we chose to uh, release the house and we chose we know that our memories don't fade it's it's just bricks and mortar and um, we we all had a gathering at the end and had a big bonfire and said goodbye and 
and stuff like that. So everyone had different reasons for loss or grief at losing the family home. Right. Yeah, that's oh, in the family. That is an interesting one, Marnie, because as you know, and a lot of our watchers, audience know, I moved, you know, at the beginning of this year. And it does impact, even though my children had left home several years ago and were in their own homes, they were still saying goodbye to their family mm, home. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Tuffy. Yeah. So we had a little celebration on the last, the last night. Yeah, I was exhausted on the last night. <laughs> but we had it the weekend before because the kids came up regularly to help with um, packing and, and going through their stuff because being the family home, it was the place where you left things that you didn't need yeah. when you yeah. moved on to your next one. So there was lots of that going on and mm-hmm. some rooms were bigger than others and um, some were more attached to things than others. And I know my, my eldest son, he put he had three piles. One, he didn't care. And they were just released. Others, he went, hmm, I'm not sure about those. We'll just put them in a to-do pile. And then others, he's, oh, no, they're a definite keeper. Mm-hmm. And even with, like, trophies, you know, I don't know if your ch- children played sport, but ours all played a lot of sports. So we've got boxes oh. of trophies and <laughs> certificates and everything, which were marvellous for them to display growing up. But as adults, they said, well, do I really need to know I had a participation trophy for under seven whatever's you know but when I won when I was first in something well that was significant but just participation ones were able to just be let go and you can't really recycle those so they were just thanked and and released yeah I had boxes of those (laughs) (laughs) me too and I still have a few (laughs) so yeah there were different reasons and then I had um talk about the angels assisting there were certain things that fell off shelves. Like really? there was one teapot, like I had this, um, it was like a whatnot stand, but it formed part of a cupboard, right? So it was the end of a cupboard and I always displayed things on it. And there was this one teapot. Now, I liked it. It was great. I never used it as a teapot. It was something I would have bought in my late teens because I've always collected china. And mm-hmm. um, it was a teapot that was in three sections so that the lid of the teapot were a twin pair of giraffes and then the next two cups formed the trunk and then the teapot had his feet and and the handle was his tail so he's really cute really quiche and um it just fell off a shelf it just fell off there was nowhere near it whatsoever and all of a sudden it smashed to smithereens and I went right you don't want to come (laughs) (laughs) why Easy decision. (laughs) What's the significance of you falling off the shelf? And there were several episodes like that, just for random things that would just break or you'd pick it up and it'd fall apart. You go, how bizarre. So, yeah, it was very interesting. It makes a story, I suppose. So, But it was just unusual as to the objects that broke. Right. I didn't want to come. And right on the last day, I I tried to pick up the coffee machine and forgot the cable was still plugged in. So as I've brought the coffee machine forward, there was a stack of glasses. Oh, <laughs> no. They all went. They didn't want to come either. <laughs> but that just gave you another job because then you're picking up glass from everywhere. So, yeah, pretty amazing. Oh, my. Well, see, you're able to laugh. Yeah. That's a very yeah. important thing too, isn't it? That Absolutely. We- smile about it and I think you reset your new memories like the people we've bought this house off they 
it was their significant family home as well. So they were pleased that a family are moving in and mm-hmm. they bought their build elsewhere. And, and I was able to say to them, yeah, well, I, know, I understand your grief. And ours is a little bit different because ours won't go to another family. Except when I was talking to, I don't know who I was talking to, but someone, I said, oh, they oh, might have been one of the removalist guys. And he said, oh, what's happening here? And I said, oh, they're going to build 52 townhouses. And mm-hmm. he said, well, how lovely to allow 52 people to share the property. And I went, well, that's a different way of looking at it. Yeah. So, you know, it, it lets you move on. It lets you release. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, yeah. And it is, it's interesting how we can hold on to bricks and mortar. Oh, definitely. And even things like I've got a daughter-in-law that's a minimalistic and I'm, a, I'm not a hoarder, but I'm a collector. And yes. um she just floats. She just, yeah, no, I don't want it, don't want it, don't want it. It doesn't matter, you know, clothing, items, whatever. And I go, oh, no, but so-and-so gave me that. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. I like mum stuff. I still have boxes of mum stuff. But mm-hmm. I, I also know that I don't need to still go through them straight away. So they're stored high on a shelving in a garage. So they're not in the way. They're just up on a shelf. And mm. when the time is right, I'll know and I'll bring them down and then just, disperse them to the family right so there's obviously some reason that no one wants them yet (laughs) and you know what people will say to you what do you collect and I would not in any way of shape or form thought that the thing I collected the most of were glasses I have sets of glasses from the roof to the to the floor Wow. All different sizes, shapes, colours, whatevers. And I'd look in another cupboard and I'd find more. <laughs> so so what, why am I holding on to glasses? It's a thing to ask the angels. Why have I always collected glasses? Yeah. You know, there's all different types of crystal ones. And I th- I'm thinking when I get to the end of all the boxes, I'll contact Anaya's daughter and see if she needs any for her candle supplies. What she makes the beautiful now. crystal candles, yeah. Lovely. There's always someone who can yes. use yes. a lot of stuff. And I think it's, I got great joy out of sending on photos because I had packets and packets <laughs> and packets of photos. <laughs> uh, and so it's it's interesting, isn't it, what we do hold on to and then and I can identify with the glasses because we had I had glasses yeah in cupboards I had we had a bar there were glasses in there and I certainly didn't need that many no and which one do you choose to let go but see that's the thing yes yes and so now and I'm fortunate because I've got more space in my kitchen here probably than I had had. it's (laughs) interesting um, but I know that there are certain cupboards that I will go through again and if and think, well, no, I'm not using those. Um, they can go. Yeah. And it's it's the loss. Like where do you store your loss and why is that loss significant? And I think if sometimes if you can identify what the loss represents, because it's not always the tangible thing in front of you. Mm. You know, it's mm-hmm. the connection that that item or or what memory does that item bring through? Yes. And that's sometimes when you can identify where that loss is coming or why you're feeling it so significantly. Because it's not, it's like a collection of, of um, emotions and energy that culminates into the loss of that item. 
make sense right. to you? Yes. Yeah. So the the item itself is there in front of you. You don't. You're not. You're not grieving the loss of that particular item on that. Just at that moment, it's all the connections and all the attachments, maybe that that item has emotionally to your heart or your soul. You've just answered a question for me, Marnie. Thank you. There is a baker's basket in my bedroom at the moment. Now it's too big. I don't need it. What am I going to store in it? <laughs> and yet, yes, it was given to me by my husband. Yes, yeah. So there's and your connection. Like, so it's kind of like letting yeah. go that tangible thing. Yeah. Yeah. And it would be lovely if one of my daughter-in-law said, oh, yes, we can use that. But the yeah. thing is the handle, if it didn't have the handle, it would probably be easier to use yeah yes that's right. so does that mean you can take the handle off like cut it off somehow and just no, bind no bind that think... area you couldn't lift it then could you no and the thing is interestingly when it's full depending on what it's full of it's too heavy for me to lift anyway yeah. it's... <laughs> <laughs> too difficult to get into the car i mean really <laughs> It is. I we we used. Thinking. I think I had three picnic hampers or baskets like that, and we used them to transport our olives, our bottled olives, because they were too yes. heavy if you put them in a carton, and and the baskets just held enough of them that right. you could physically lift them, and and carry them in the car. Yeah. So, so I think you've. Thank you. You've helped me mm. because yes, it will be time for it to go. There's an op shop where I do um, a weekly shift. And yeah. they hang baskets from um, the roof, and people—it's amazing how many people come in. And especially, I guess, around Christmas time, they—they they yeah. want fill baskets. So yes, I know it'll, it, it will find a new home. And yeah. mm. I found some—I found too. We released a lot of stuff um, on Facebook, so I tried yes. Gumtree, and I, you know, sometimes you think, oh, it's so valuable, I'll sell it, but. You know, people aren't buying a lot of secondhand anything, but they'll take them. They'll they'll re accept the free ones. So we right. put a lot of things, and one of them was um, a wardrobe. Now I got Vinnie's uh, St Vincent de Paul. So we used all the different um, charities to to give mm -hmm. things to, um, and one of them for the heavier furniture, St Vincent de Paul will come along and pick it up. So you're not mm -hmm. having to try and get it somewhere, right? So we got them to come out and they would go through all the items that we had and they'd say, oh, no, I'm sorry, we can't take that or they don't move, so we just have to dump it. So, And one of them was this wardrobe. Now, the wardrobe, you're of my generation, sort of, so you'll understand Malamot or the um, the laminate wardrobes we used to have. They were yes. solid mm -hmm. sides. They usually had drawers and they had cupboards and they had the nice shiny laminate on the front. So this was one that I got when I was about eight. Okay, it was a, called a one and a half wardrobe. So it had full length on one side and a three quarter on the other. So it had drawers. Mm -hmm. And I mean, it's moved with our family, God knows how many times. And then it's moved with me for the three times. And we said, no, we don't need the wardrobe at the new house. I went, oh, really? <laughs> okay. <laughs> so we um, put it, I, I listed them as retro vintage because they are. And yes. um, the lady was so excited to get it because she said it's so solid and it was so good and she had just the space because her house didn't have any wardrobes and it was wow. perfect for her daughter who was about eight or nine. And I thought, well, there's another little girl getting this wardrobe to, um, to use for all her stuff. So wow. it was really lovely that anyone that came, it helped the loss because if yes. you gave it away, you had a connection to it. 
right? If you didn't want to just dump it, it meant something to you. So you, you mitigated the loss by the delight of the people that were picking it up. Yes. You know, yes. And, and that was that was your gift, that was your bonus. Whereas it's if to you know that something that we have loved. Yeah, and valued and not, not money. Has another life and is yes, and is loved again. I yeah. I had that joy time and time again. It was fabulous. Yeah. Yeah. And it was nothing to do with money. It was it was more to do with no. almost karma and, and um the, the, the circle of gifting. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So so yeah, <laughs> and now it's a time of rebuilding. So rebuilding connections to this place and and um, memories again. So mm-hmm. which will be lovely. Absolutely. Pat, patter of little feet in this house. We have our, our son and daughter-in-law and two grandbabies living with us now, rather than in a granny flat. So mm-hmm. each morning you hear the little ones, Nonna, where are you? <laughs> I'm hiding. <laughs> So, again, it's, you know, that's, that's the bonus, that's the blessing that helps to mend the loss. Yes, and it's, as we say so many times when we're together on this show, it's how we look at something. Mm. You know, are we losing? We might be. We might be giving up something and yet we're gaining so mm. much invariably. yeah. yeah. But you've also got to acknowledge, and I, um, I was reading an article recently and it was about the loss of a person, but I thought it could be just as relevant to the loss of anything. And mm. it said to sit with your loss. Don't, don't try and be busy straight away. Like mm. allow yourself space to just sit for a limited time, like not indefinitely, but for a limited time, just sit in the energy of what you're letting go. And then that allows your um, your soul and your and your spirit and, and your physical body all to blend and come together. Because I know in healing, quite often someone's healing happens on a physical level very quickly, or, or their soul level. So either or it can be either. Sometimes it's the healing on the spiritual on the um, physical level, but the spiritual level hasn't quite come to it, mm-hmm. sort of thing. So it's got to have time. And then you often get the other where spiritually. They've done it. They've moved, but their physical has got to catch up. So it's almost as if you have these shadow shadow effects and they've just got to align and come together. And mm-hmm. sometimes you need time for that to happen. I often yeah, tell I my clients to go and have a cuppa, quiet cuppa somewhere after a session to just allow that to happen, allow that blending to come through. That reminds me of something else that you have said over time about uh, if we're concerned about something. So this would be the same, to set aside time per day to give us that permission to feel our feelings, feel our concern or whatever in that time, however, to park it in that, in that time. Like if I know that, okay, at 3 o'clock this afternoon, I'm going to sit down and I'm going to feel this loss or feel this concern, but um, I can park it until until then. And then I'm allowing myself, giving myself permission to grieve or concern or worry or whatever, and then get on with life again. Mm. It's from the worry box protocol. 
where right. you give yourself, you set a time, you set an appointment time to actually allow yourself to worry. Mm-hmm. Because, you know, too many people say, oh, don't worry about that. It's not worth worrying about. Well, mm. obviously it's worrying. It's worrying <laughs> me. It might be worrying you, but it's certainly worrying me. So let yourself worry, but mm-hmm. don't, let, don't let it go forever. It's not an infinitum worry. It's a set time. Mm-hmm. Even if you have to have the same time every day for a couple of weeks, it doesn't matter. But don't let it just go on indefinitely. It has to have a, a start and an end time. Right. You can re- remake another appointment. So otherwise it's overwhelming, it's consuming, it consumes everything. Whereas if you know you can put it off to one side, you can think of other things. Sure. It is important, isn't it, for us and critical for us to feel our feelings yeah. rather than shoving them down, denying them. And, and in, in any form of loss, it can be really easy to do that. Well, people, you do it yourself. You try and help people or comfort them by saying, oh, don't worry, it'll be fine. But the person going through that experience needs to be able to release or express how they're feeling. You know, it's, it's, it's their emotion, it's their experience, it's their journey. Mm-hmm. You know, part and parcel of this whole moving thing, in the middle of it all, our daughter was to get married and um, COVID managed to... Uh, or, <laughs> situation around that certain situation (laughs) managed to put paid to that Chris uh, Queensland had a 10 day I know it was only a 10 day lockdown everyone Um, but in that 10 days the middle weekend was our daughter's wedding date and no one could travel so um, you know she's coping with that as well as much as she was being very positive about the whole thing being okay when it came to a head like that suddenly they crashed and burned and um, Mm. I, there will always be that little niggling concern in the back. What if it happens again? Mm. You know, okay, I can set it for another year's time. And what happens if it's still around and still playing havoc suddenly? Because mm. they're sudden things. They're not things you can plan for. You know, no. you wake up and an hour later, suddenly you go, oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> yes. So, and yeah. your daughter's certain, your family in that situation is certainly not alone. There are people. Oh, no, there were lots and lots. But it certainly affected our family dramatically. Mm. Uh, the little girls, the little flower girls got to get their dresses because they won't fit them next year. <laughs> so I'm sorry that I managed to get finished. But that's all right. They'll love playing with them or wearing them afterwards because they're all little girls and they love to dress up. So Right. But what's the what's the funniest thing that you have grieved? The most unusual thing? Oh, that's an interesting question, Marnie. Well, you know, talking about grief and loss and stuff, and yeah, as I said, we understand the grief of a, of an animal or, or our pets, or right. watching it on a, on TV or something like that. We understand mm. grief, but sometimes we grieve things that are really. They're so individual and so personal that another person would go, oh, really? Why? Why? Was that, mm-hmm. you know, so, so what you were saying, the basket, until you could identify why. If you mm-hmm. lost that basket, there would always be that bit of a, oh, I didn't want to, I didn't want that to go just yet, but I didn't know why. Mm-hmm. And it's often a tangible thing, but it's the emotion that that tangible thing holds. It's, I can... It's if I lose an item, I've, I've gone through state, you know, I've left a, a coat on a train or, and, and I haven't realised for a while that, oh, no, oh, what have I done with that? Where did yeah. I leave it? 
<laughs> and there've been in important things that I haven't been able to replace. Yeah. So there's been a little oh that was really disappointing. Like I had these gorgeous gorgeous pair of what I call happy pants. They were really bright and I bought them in Lima. And they disappeared with a whole lot of other stuff. And so that was probably harder for me to accept than the fact that my car went missing for a short time. Yeah. I could <laughs> because a car can be replaced, whereas this particular pair of pants, unless I go back to Lima, <laughs> yeah. they've gone. <laughs> yeah. And it's the same with <laughs> significant jewellery sometimes or a jewel piece yes. of jewellery that holds a special place in your heart. When that breaks or disappears, you, you, you feel it, an absolute mm. physical loss and, and hard to explain to other people. Yeah. So sometimes it's a matter of... Um, acknowledging that loss and, and sort of capture it, capture it in your hands. And then if you can imagine putting a nice piece of rainbow or rose quartz is probably the um, the stone of or the gemstone of, of love and self-love. Mm-hmm. So something that you lost that has significance for you to heal that because you need to heal any sore. And a loss is a sore. It's, an, it's a cut. Mm-hmm. It's an opening. It, it could be in your etheric body, but it's still a cut or an opening. So mm-hmm. heal that with some rose quartz. So if you're feeling a particular loss about an item, and we are talking about items this time in, as opposed to a person or mm. a fur baby or something like that, but an item, give it the same respect as you would as if you've lost something, some person, mm. right? And, and rose quartz definitely does help with that. That is good. Because mm. quite often, Marnie, say if, if a person loses a piece of jewellery, they know that they can go and get another one, but it's not, mm. it hasn't got that same energy. No, no, so, not at all. And it, it depends sometimes on how it's lost as well. Like if you've misplaced it, it's really annoying. So, mm. and all these emotions, all these negative emotions connect to the feeling of the, of the item. So when you think of them again, oh my God, I've lost my such and suches. You know, mm-hmm. so um, you're adding to it and you get a fright or you get a shock or you get angry each time it happens. So, again, you've got to capture that. You've got to um, sedate that anger a little bit so that you can re- release that, um, that emotional connection of the, on the negative side. Mm-hmm. So what can you do to, to, to fix that? Is there a flower? Is there an essence? Is there an oil that can be used that helps to negate the shock of each time? Because it's all a shock. Mm-hmm. You know, and mm-hmm. a shock on a shock on a shock creates a bigger shock. Sure. Yeah. We build on it, don't we? It's like, we like do. that saying, um, the straw that broke the camel's back. Yeah, yeah. It's, not- it's that last thing. It's not the straw that's the problem. It's the fact there's so many other things on the camel. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that's what we were talking about when you, lo- when you have a huge reaction to something that breaks or you lost or whatever. It, mm. it's, that's the end of it. It's the last drip in your bucket. So how's your Henry? Is Henry overly stressed so that that little thing really sent you off your tree? Mm-hmm. You know, is it just too much? <laughs> so, and you've got to be aware of that because your health is impacted by your emotional journey. Mm-hmm. Okay. How many times can you be so busy and, and you, your health is almost on, on hold? So, you, yeah, I've got time for that yet. I'll deal with that later. So you're busy, 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 busy. And the moment you stop and you go, oh, thank God that's all fixed, you'd breathe a sigh of relief and you get sick. Mm, yes. All right, because your immune system and your, and your um, 
adrenal system has just been on high alert, high alert, and it's saying, okay, eventually you've got to pay me back. Mm. How are you going to repay the debt that I've allowed you to, to build here? Sometimes it would be easier if your health says, hey, hey, you're getting full here. <laughs> have, a, have a half break. Yeah. You know, you need to settle that, down. That's why it's so important to have me time. I think mm. um, this current challenge, you know, worldwide challenge, is giving us time. To, Some people um, are having an, an abundance of me time. They're However, it's in, I ask, I suggest to people to be creative. What is it that yeah. you've put off for such a long time? You've always wanted to do or whatever. Mm. Um, to, again, look at it positively rather than, yeah. um, oh, my goodness, what am I going to do today? There's possibly only so many times you can go through your linen press, but. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I know, but then. <laughs> it's done. <laughs> That's right. But then. To uh, maybe something that I haven't enjoyed for a long time. You know, I I make candles every recycle um, yeah. wax, yeah. but and I haven't done that. Um, goodness me, for probably over twelve months. Um, I I'm now finding the time to do jigsaws. Whereas when yes. I've got my regular activities, my goodness me, I wouldn't have that time. No. I know my daughter's got this huge jigsaw. It's massive. It's on a big table and we had to put a cover over it when we're getting ready for the engagement party and the, the weddings and stuff. And every so often she lifts the lid off the, and has a look. And it's one of those really complicated ones where, like, it's a, I think it's an animal scene, but it's honest to goodness. It's it's bigger than a big, like a dinner table. That's mm. the size table it's on. Wow. So the sky, great big section of sky oh. all looks the same, you know. <laughs> There doesn't seem to be a great significance of colour change. Right? So you've got to go by um, shape and stuff. Yeah. It's amazing. You can walk past, go, oh, I can see that one. And mm. You have to just go, oh, that's awesome. I've got another piece in there. I'm, I hesitate to ask her how many pieces are meant to be in it So because <laughs> that would be overwhelming. So how can you deal with one small bit at a time? Sure. And it's the same with your grief and your loss. Grief and loss can be very overwhelming. Um, so how can you um, compartmentalise compartmentalize your grief? Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. what, what is immediate? So what needs to be done now? What can be put off till tomorrow? And what is not really needed straight away? Mm-hmm. So see if it went when you work out what your grief is or what, you lo- what, you're, <clears throat> what you're dealing with at that particular time, do you have to do everything at once? Right. Now, if we're talking about the loss of a, of a person, like a, um, someone that, from your family or, or someone you've helped, sometimes you don't have time to think. So when I think back, so if I compare the time my mum passed to the time my aunt passed, when my aunt passed, she was in a nursing home. So her room was not her, she didn't own it, she was just kind of leasing it. So mm-hmm. we didn't have time to quietly go through her possessions. We had to go in there and pack it up mm-hmm. almost straight away and take it away and then try and go through it later on. Whereas when my mum passed, I had time to say, I don't have to do her dresses straight away. I can do it tomorrow or the next day or whenever. But with my mm-hmm. aunt, we had to bundle everything up straight away. And because it wasn't one person, there was like three or four executives that were doing it, you were making immediate decisions as well. All right, so there wasn't a lot that you could put aside time to do. So. 
you need to stand back for a moment, step out of the grief circle. So even think mm-hmm. of it, the grief as being a circle, the same you can with stress. So step out of the grief, grief circle so that you're separated momentarily from that grief and look in as if you're a different person, right? And, and like it's your friend looking in rather than you. Mm-hmm. And if you're a different person or, or wearing a different hat, you can look in and go, okay, this needs to be done first, then that, then that. Well, then you can step back into the grief circle and do the important things first or the things that are, are time, um, time urgent. Yes. Practical advice. Yes. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> and, well, it's, we need to be gentle with ourselves as well. Sometimes we expect to climb Mount Everest in a day and it's not possible. No, and you have to um, you have to give yourself time. I mean, you need time. Mm. You can't otherwise. You, need, you regret the decisions you make in a hurry. Mm. If only I'd had time to do that, I would have done it differently. Mm. And you're not always going to have time to plan. So it's, it's not about you haven't planned enough. It just means if you can if you can think of as I said, the easiest thing is to think of your grief as a circle. So don't make the circle too big. Make it manageable so that you can step out of it because when you step out of it, you'll actually take a breath as well. In the circle, you're not breathing properly. You're in, you're in adrenal response. You're in flight, flight. You're not meant to think in flight, flight. So step out of that circle and look in. You'll suddenly take a breath. You'll, you'll be able to look at little things that, that help you make decisions. Right. It's, it's and again, it's so easy to say, isn't it? It's it's carrying it through. However, yeah. I think that's where we really do need to be gentle with ourselves and and acknowledge that if I am feeling fragile today, to it, to cosset myself. Mm. Um, do you know a great visual? And everyone, do you love bubble wrap? Oh yes. <laughs> Even my, my granddaughter, granddaughter says, like, oh, bubble I know, yeah, they love it. They, they, they know how to click them. But mm-hmm. can you imagine if you're feeling really fragile, if when you're packing, <laughs> we've done a bit of that, when you're packing your really fragile items, you wrap in bubble wrap. Mm-hmm. Okay, so wrap yourself in bubble wrap. Mm-hmm. If you have to, go and buy some bubble wrap and wrap it around your chest area so that you're protecting, it's your heart that you're protecting. Mm-hmm. Right, it's your, it's, your, it's your joy and happiness, it's your immune response, it's your everything. Your soul starts in your heart here and goes out. Your brain just thinks it's, it's a more, it's almost male, <laughs> it just thinks a lot. <laughs> I apologize to all the men listening, but it's not the emotional core, right? It's your methodical, it's your logical center. It has an emotional connection on the right hand side, but your heart's the, the important thing. So, what can you do to wrap your heart? in comfort or joy or, or um, protection. So bubble wrap is, is a very easy way. If you can imagine that you, your whole area is being wrapped or you're living in bubble wrap so that you're being protected from some of the harsh knocks of life, especially if you've mm-hmm. gone through a few traumatic experiences and you're just feeling really fragile. And that would be the, the key word to think of. If I'm mm-hmm. feeling fragile, it's, it's not a common expression that you would use. Is it really? You might think I'm feeling sick or I'm not feeling well or something like that, but mm. fragile is an unusual or it's a different kind of a thought. 
So if you're feeling fragile, you need to protect yourself. Right. And if you can imagine yourself being wrapped in, in bubble wrap so that you're being sheltered by any of the sharp edges that, are, that you might knock against. Okay. And it's just, a, it's just a, an expression and you can wrap other people in bubble wrap and you can put colour into it. So, you know, so put the soft pink or the pale blue. Pale blue is um, Mother Mary's colour. Mm-hmm. So imagine she's helping protect you, you know. She's the mother, mother of creation kind of thing. So she's lending her energy to help you. If you're into, like a lot of people love purple, so get a very, very soft mauve colour and wrap yourself in that. Right, you, you wouldn't, I wouldn't suggest red or black as a colour. So red is action taking, but mm-hmm. you're not needing to take action. You're needing to protect yourself. Sure. Okay, so the red, I feel, is, is not the colour you would use for bubble wrap. Rainbow, mm-hmm. definitely, rainbow wrap bubble wrap. So just a more gentle colour because you're trying to be gentle about it. Beautiful. Now, Marnie, I believe you drew cards. I did. I did. This morning I I thought, I need a card, and three fell out. (laughs) Of course they did. But they were nice ones. They happened to be in in alphabetical order, but they weren't. The whole set wasn't in order, so I don't know why these came out together, but Ah. they did. So, yeah, so I got the royal blue angel feather, which is about knowing that your chosen path is found. I got the red telling me to take action, and then I got Mm -hmm. rose the rose which is all about the um a special blessing for your home and I thought how actually spot on were all of those three cards for what's happening in my life just at the moment Mm. you know the chosen path is is the is the the path of being the 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 head of the the maternal head of the family yes you know with with looking after the little ones and also knowing that that my clinic will come too because I haven't got a clinic in this house which is a bit of a sadness but it will get done and for now, I'll have to work at another clinic. So that's giving me some different experience. The red is definitely about taking action. And all I could see when I opened that card was boxes. <laughs> so it's, <laughs> it's saying you need to be methodical about this. You do need to, to um, hop your way through the boxes and, and get through them so you know what's where. Mm-hmm. You're not second-guessing yourself all the time. And the last one was the rose quartz. And, and um, that's about the angels uh, have asked you to invite them to be present in your home so to me it was about taking ownership of the home and actually Mm -hmm. starting to say to the angels okay this is our space now come and you know find your spot so that you you're around there I haven't put out a rainbow um, waterfall in this home yet so I'll be putting a couple of the imaginary rainbow waterfalls around the the area as well to protect the the residents and also to help negative energies get cleansed as they come in and out so there's always reminders. It's always nice to get reminders, yes, isn't it? And the penguin is the rose is the rose angel feather cards animal totem. Now I have just unwrapped all of my crystals. I, I collect crystal animals, the Shirosky animals, and um, mm-hmm. I didn't have a penguin. So when I looked at that, I went, "Oh, I haven't got a penguin." <laughs> <laughs> and that just said to me, "That's what I needed. <laughs> I need a crystal penguin." <laughs> I'll tell, I'll remind my husband I need to go and buy one. He'll go, what? No more. <laughs> so, yeah. Oh, lovely. Well, I'm sure those cards 
spoke to people who are watching as well. Yes, well, as I said, they, they were so relevant when I was reading mm-hmm. the story about them and the, the, um, the first one, the, the totem animal of the blue is an owl. So, you know, that's wise and we're talking about putting an owl on top of the, the awnings outside so scare the, the animals, the, fla- uh, the birds from making nests on the solar panels and things like that. You know, I thought, oh, yeah, that's cool. It's, good. it's really great when something that shows up makes sense to your everyday life. Yes. And it's something that's that's relevant or that's been spoken about. And I think that's the aha moments that many clients get. That you'll you'll read a story, you'll read a, the energy of a of a product that you've used for them, and something in the story of that product, they go, "Oh my god, that happened yesterday!" Or "I've done that today!" Or "Oh, that's I've got that planned." <laughs> I know I had one that I said, "Oh, you're going? It's an Egyptian oil. Oh, how did they know?" know what i'm going to egypt <laughs> i don't know because <laughs> it's uh, one of the few oils that came from egypt wow yeah it's just so synchronistic it's a, it's, it's a lovely part of the work i do is the synergy that happens with with the healing and the and the connections to to people's stories and lives because mm-hmm. it makes sense to them then yes Yes. See, that brings me to the point of intuition. And we sometimes we can be drawn to say something. We've got no idea where the thought came from and why we're saying it. But the person we're speaking with does. Yeah, makes sense to them. Mm. Yeah. Mm. And it's, it's nicer sometimes when you, that sort of thing happens and the person is there. But when you do angel readings, and I do card readings and oil readings and all different readings, and and you're not actually, like, you do the reading and then you let the person know what it's about. Mm -hmm. So you don't always get the immediate feedback kind of thing, the validation. Right. um, You just just know it's the right thing that you've said for that person Mm -hmm. at that time, but you don't get that instant validation back, which is sometimes nice to receive because it then you don't feel as though you, especially if it's something unusual that you've had to say, you go, oh, how am I going to say this? <laughs> how do I put this? You know, so, um, yeah. yeah. Well, that reminds great. me about feedback. And, you know, when somebody does something special for us or something significant is said, it, we can remind ourselves to give gratitude. And to let the person know that it was so nice hearing from you today or I, yes, you know, you've added an extra sparkle to my day or whatever Mm, it might be. Yeah, yeah. I know often find like healing can happen quickly or it can take time sometimes and and, um, occasionally you'll just see a person once and they don't book again. But Mm -hmm. down the track they may book and you go, oh, I often wondered how you got it. Oh, well, I felt so good. I didn't need to come back. I went, would have been nice to know that. (laughs) (laughs) It's not not your ego. It's not an ego trip thing. It's more of a you're pleased that what what happened worked or created change because it's changed. Things need to change or the same old, same old will happen. And that was one of the big messages that we got out of this move too and it was um we should have having to move made us declutter and go through things that we should have gone through a lot earlier oh but you just didn't bother 
Now, we have, talking of surprises, we have a surprise here. Yeah. Karen Gordon is homeschooling and she's been listening. Uh, Lovely. Whilst, and these cards are so relevant to me too. Thanks Excellent. Thanks for sharing. Excellent. And I have a crystal obsession and have a, <laughs> a rainbow obsidian. 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 Yes. Yeah. Penguin. Lovely. Oh, no. How awesome. Oh, how did you get that? <laughs> well, if and if that's really significant to you, you need to um, put it, it, it. There's there's some decision that you're making today that that penguin needs to be involved in. So maybe Ooh. the fact it's obsidian. So obsidian is usually a darker. Obsidian is often dark. It's usually a blackish stone. So I'm not sure how you get a rainbow obsidian or. Ob- Maybe the shape is that ob obliski shape rather than well, obsidian. Anyhow, whatever. But if you if there's a decision coming up, those colours or, or something about the penguin, so feet shuffling or or happy feet or something like that, so whatever penguin represents to you is part of your um, your guideposts of decision making. Mm. Okay. Now, so what does obsidian mean? Well, obsidian. I thought obsidian was a black stone, a black gemstone. Ah. But there's a shape. It's ob obliskic. <laughs> it's like right. the towers, you know, the the um, yes. Oh, yes. like yes. Big, big towers. They're called something. They can be called a a, a shape. <laughs> it's not a pointy <laughs> ended tower. Yeah, but obsidian. Obsidian is, is um is it's a crystal, isn't it? Obsidian. I'll look it up. Obsidian. <laughs> Obsidian crystal is is a um, it's a black crystal usually. Yeah. Okay. Oh, but see, they've got here obsidian with amethyst, orgon pyramids. So it does come in color sometimes. Not okay. the stone and itself, but it's mixed with. Yes, and Erin has just said thank you, thank you, thank you, Erin. She's multitasking. Yeah. The stone is dark black yes. and has a rainbow fleck yeah. that you okay. can see yep. on certain that you can angles. See, yes. yeah. Mm. Yeah. Thank yeah. you, thank you, Erin. Oh, Lovely. well, thank you both. I That's have learned right. something today, yeah. a new word. So obsidian often um, it's used quite a lot in um, it's, it's sometimes it's jet black, right? So it's one of the wow. darker crystals, but it's also one of the crystals that's often used for psychic protection as well. Mm-hmm. So it can be one that's that's used to um, to keep keep you safe, keep a safe space. Right. And I know one of the um, one of the shells was made from a piece of obsidian starfish. So I've got a starfish obsidian, not a not a penguin. Ah. So one of the shell essences was made from a piece of obsidian that was washed into the shape of a of a starfish, just the shape it was. And that's what they made obsidian. I'm sure it was a starfish. Obsidian starfish obsidian. Yep. And that's that that was the essence was made with that. Right. So yeah, it's usually a protective stone. Right. So you know labradorite, so you know how that's like licorice? It's that dark yes, crystal that's yes. a bit so obsidian is darker than that and doesn't oh. always have the, the the abalone kind of colours coming through it. Right. So yeah. Oh abalone. I used to love finding those mm. shells mm. on the beach. They're so, so beautiful, beautiful. yeah. 
They are. They're really pretty. Yeah. Oh, there's so much prettiness around. There's so much, especially we're so fortunate here in Australia at the moment because it's spring and, oh, the blossoms are out. They are. Everyone's hay fever's going nuts. (laughs) (laughs) But that's okay. You can learn to live with those. I love the bottle brushes. I love all the variety of, of bottle brush flowers you can get. Yes. So, you know, sometimes there's purple hues, there's deep red, there's red with gold flecks, there's white. There's a beautiful array of colours. And yes, then see, they, I used to think bottle blush was the bottle the brush was only red, but no. No, there's all different um, mm. different uh, colours of them. And I think they breed them in different shades as well. But they're they're wow. a lovely attraction for bees and birds. Mm-hmm. They love the, the fruit and they smell nice. A lot of them have a lovely smell. Right. Whereas some flowers you, oh, I don't like that one. <laughs> <laughs> so, I'm, I'm one of probably the few people that, that are not a big, um, I don't have a great affection for magnolia as a smell. I love uh-huh. the flower, but I do not like those flowers. There's magnolia, there's... Um, What's the other one? That gardenias again? Yes. Oh, there's no. that overpowering for me. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I love the flowers, but I don't like yes. their their perfume as much. Mm-hmm. I mix it with a bit of vanilla, I could cope. But there used to be a gardenia bush out the back of um, our bedroom window, and I had it moved because when it was in flower, I'd go, "What is that smell?" Oh, <laughs> <laughs> actually had to move it. Yeah. See, mock orange is another one that's got a very, very strong smell if it's in close proximity. Mm-hmm. You know, the um, what's its other name? I know it is mock orange. You see it a lot of, on the side of, of roads and things like that. Oh. So being a citrus flower, it gets a very mm-hmm. strong smell. And see, again, it's individual, isn't it? Mm. Because what somebody will absolutely adore, somebody finds yeah. um, overpowering or whatever yeah. it might be. Yeah. Mm. It's like those big lilies that they use in floral displays. Not a fan. <laughs> As I said, I love the display, and if they didn't have the smell, I'd be right with it. But because but it's a smell too- that I'm not connected to, I smell it straight away. I walk into I, a house and I go, oh, is that lily? Well, see, I like the lilies, and I discovered only a couple of years ago that there are two different types. There are some that, yes, have um scent and others that don't and when I I find the scented ones very overpowering and I have to put them outside which is a real shame yeah absolutely the others are gorgeous yeah Erin's talking about jasmine okay it's another strong (laughs) one yes yes they had to move the jasmine whereas I was fortunate it grew over my back fence from somewhere else and I loved it yeah but I can see there you go yeah, and and it'll be a connection. There'll be a reason that that smell, it's not, I won't say irritates, but it's not your favourite because I love oh. the, the fruity smells. I, I prefer a fruity, fresh smell to a cloying floral smell. Mm-hmm. And I'm the same mm-hmm. in taste. Like someone was saying there's a, a like, um, what's the jam a lot of people make? Oh, rosella jam. See, I can't mm-hmm. touch it because to me I could taste the flower. I can't right. taste the jam. Mm-hmm. So it's a floral taste as opposed to a, 
a citrusy or a fruity taste. Mm. And again, I thank God we've all got different tastes. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Boring yeah. world if we didn't. Absolutely. We'd all be fighting over the same piece of pie. <laughs> so, yeah. Ah, Marnie, it has been fantastic this morning. Thank you. And we always have fun. We do. We do. And I know that uh, you'll continue to have fun with yep. the boxes and whatever is stored in there. There's a well, prize hope, of opening a box. Let's hope by next radio show I'll have progressed significantly in my, my troweling through boxes. <laughs> <laughs> So that'll that'll keep me on um, on target, won't it? Because I won't be able to get on the show and say, "Oh no, I've done them all." When if I'm yeah. sitting out there looking at a shed full of them, so. <laughs> well, and I hope that our audience uh, know that they're going to be moving forward as well in whatever way uh, is necessary for them, for each mm. of you. May we make the most of each day. When may we? Create joy for ourselves and for others. No, okay. Marnie could laugh this morning about broken glasses. And that's that can be such a difference, isn't it? Where if we notice in ourselves, I know recently I've noticed that oh, I spilled a glass of wine and you can it, it just seemed to run forever. Um but I could laugh about it and go, well, mm. thank you. You know, the glass didn't break. I don't know how it didn't. Yeah, bounce. <laughs> wasn't its turn. <laughs> That's right. So I could look at that and go, oh, well, it's a good way to wipe the bench. <laughs> yeah. Well, I know when that, that row of glasses fell off the, the bench the other day with, with the coffee machine, it mm. was so annoying. So to be able to laugh about it now is quite good. Yes, it was just, oh, I don't want to have to clean them up and who's going to stand on a piece of glass? And it was just, it was just another job that I yes. didn't want to do. Oh, I just think you don't have to wash those glasses anymore. I know. And I don't even know that I even looked to see which ones they were. I just went, oh, damn it. <laughs> so, but yeah. All right. Erin's thoroughly enjoyed this and is grateful. We're grateful that you were there, Erin. Yeah, how lovely. Good luck with your homeschooling. Wonder how old her little one is. Ah, yes, yes. My heart goes out to all of those people. Absolutely. Trying to balance a few extra balls at the moment. Uh, Yeah. Interesting. It's a very unusual time. And it's it's a global unusual time. So it's not as if one country or another is is not going through some sort of a challenge. So, yeah, absolutely. But it, it's creating loss. I mean, you know, in this particular era at the moment, the, a lot of the loss is the loss of of connection to community and and other people. So it's um, we it's something we took for granted. Yes. Yes, that's a big, a big lesson, isn't it? That um, mm, so well, much. Well, we're we're a we're a um, a feeling person. Like we're a feeling. Even our animals have noticed the loss. Right. You know, and that's the other thing that that has been interesting to watch is the the um, 
the way the animals have adapted. So we've got three dogs and a cat that live with us. Mm-hmm. And one of the animals, um, the older dog, my old dog, he's, he's 16. So he's going a bit blind and deaf. And he's only known one home. So this has been a big change for him. And he was never comfortable. We'd often take him over to mum and dad's to try and leave him there. And he was never happy. He used to pace all the time. So it's been interesting watching him. He's watched me. <laughs> he didn't like the packing side of it. Every time we turned around a corner at home, he was behind us. So we were having to be careful not to fall over him all the time. And here, he if I go outside, he follows me because he well, don't leave me here because I'm not sure if I really like it yet. <laughs> so I don't want to see you get in that car without me, you know, whereas the two younger dogs, they've moved a couple of times. So they're happy as long as there's fed and there's people around. Right. You know? The cat, we've had to, we've had him on house arrest because he got out down home. He disappeared for a day and we had to try and find him. So <laughs> I, from that day on, he was in house arrest until we moved. <laughs> so, now, getting back to your question to um, to Erin, she has a six and a 10-year-old. Oh, well done, Erin. Mm, so it's been hard but love the extra time with the kids. And doesn't yeah. that sum up our show? The fact that, okay, yes, we can be struggling however there is a high side there is a yeah. bonus yeah so just remember that when you know, they won't do their lessons <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness we're going to look back on this time as very very interesting we're probably going to look back on it with awe as to the mm. tenacity mm. and to the capacity of people to adapt and um, rise to the challenge actually yeah. All righty. Well, having said that, it's been lovely, Marnie. Thank, thank you. you. Thank you. Thank you. And now I'm just going to remind people about next week and what else. If whatever you, uh, if you're here for the first time, or whatever, please go to angelheartradio.com because there you will find all of the shows that are on and when they're on. And I know next week Rosemary Butterworth is going to join me, so I look forward to that. I know that Anaya will be here tomorrow, so please check the timing and Tabeth will join you next Monday as well. Much love to everybody. Bye for now. Thanks, Annette. Bye-bye. You've been listening to another fabulous program on Angel Heart Radio. Our goal is to remind you of how much you matter in the world and to let you know that we appreciate who you are in the world. Angel Heart Radio programs are powerful tools. They are not intended, nor should they, be used to replace your medical or legal advice. The views and opinions expressed by Angel Heart Radio hosts, guests, co-hosts and associates should not be construed as advice from Angel Heart Radio. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. 
That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BDW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.